When I reached the destroyed communities of Gayan in southeastern Afghanistan, I met Halima. She was just eight years old, but seemed so small for her age. She literally backed herself into the corner of her ruined house, clutching the front of her dress tightly, eyes fixed on the ground. She had dirty smudges on her cheeks, and it occurred to me that in another context, these might be endearing, perhaps relics, of a playdate with friends. But on Halima, the ashy dirt was a clear sign of the devastation she had endured. A 5.9 magnitude earthquake had struck her village and many others in Paktika and Khost provinces in southeast Afghanistan. I spoke to Halima amidst the rubble of the collapse which had killed her mother and three sisters. As I knelt to get closer to her, hoping to dispel some of her shyness by meeting her eyes, one of her neighbors pushed his phone into my face. On the screen, a photo of her three dead sisters, as if I even needed proof. When the earthquake struck Afghanistan in June, the country was already experiencing one of the biggest humanitarian crises in the world. Four decades of conflict, insecurity, and natural disaster, poverty, drought, and the COVID-19 pandemic. No wonder more than 24 million people, half the country, are in need of humanitarian assistance. Khost and Paktika, the two provinces affected by the earthquake, are particularly vulnerable to shocks like this. They're rural, remote, and mountainous. Before I got there, days of heavy rain had caused landslides, which blocked roads and hampered the response. But UNICEF mobilized quickly to support the victims of the disaster. Just a few hours after reports came in about the emergency, our teams in Khost and Paktika were already loading trucks with supplies, tarpaulins and tents, family kits with kitchen utensils for families who'd lost everything, thousands of bars of soap, warm clothes and blankets. On the first day, nine mobile health and nutrition teams hiked into the affected communities, administering first aid. UNICEF supported these teams with first aid kits, IV fluids, and antibiotics. In Halima's community, in Guyan, over 70% of homes, 1,800 houses, were reduced to rubble. The rain had turned into a heavy sludge by the time I got there. During my first visit, peering down from the helicopter carrying me and other humanitarian colleagues to the district, Guyan seemed almost calm. I saw neat squares of farmland visible between stone walls. Set in a valley, the mountains on either side towered ominously over the scattered villages. Clearly there had once been a river, but after the worst drought in 37 years, it was completely dry. As we landed, Halima's ruined village loomed into sight. People milled around outside, too scared to stand near shaky foundations. Dust and sweat were ground into their exhausted faces. And there was rubble, lots of it. Lopsided tarpaulins, hastily erected aid tents, a jumble of supplies from different organizations, national authorities, and local Afghan foundations. Battered wheelbarrows were the main form of transporting aid. I saw inquisitive children and exhausted-looking men. Many had spent the day using crude, basic implements to dig away the heavy sludge that had buried their families, their livestock, and their future. Distinctly absent, however, were adult women. But there were flashes of normality. Groups of children like Halima, mostly barefoot and moving in groups, would approach me. They were curious, offering a quick wave and a shy smile. But when I tried to ask about the earthquake, they would bow their heads and tighten their lips or start to cry. It was too raw, too painful and too frightening. I learned that almost everyone had lost three or four family members. 
Six weeks on, UNICEF is now supporting 140 community-based classes that we established for children to have spaces to learn and heal. We've set up a dozen child-friendly spaces where children can play, socialize, and speak to counselors. We're trucking safe water to communities who cannot access natural sources. But there are still around 362,000 people in need of ongoing assistance because of the earthquake. More than 60% of them are children like Halima. Looking forward, UNICEF will be giving cash to 5,500 households. It's the best way to sustain communities. It empowers women to make purchasing choices. And it's the most dignified form of aid. We'll also build latrines for 5,000 families and distribute backpacks packed with notebooks, pens, and school supplies to children enrolled in classes. We'll be providing health care to 125,000 people, mobilizing counselors and social workers to help children recover from their trauma and reunite those separated from their families. As I write, far away in Kabul, the impact and destruction of the earthquake is still being realized in Houston Paktika. Families are anxious, anticipating aftershocks, and worried about the ongoing heavy rains. I go to sleep at night, thinking of Halima's black hair, her downcast eyes. I think about the long recovery ahead of her. In this country already burdened by immeasurable humanitarian catastrophes, I am conscious that we have homes and communities to rebuild, but we also have minds and hearts to heal.